0: Good morning. How are you? Oh, I am just peachy keen. Mm-hmm. Once again. Once again. As
1: always. For the first as time.
0: For the last time. For the first time always, mm-hmm. I am peachy keen. How are you?
1: Uh, I I am also peachy keen.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. We're, we are just a peachy podcast
0: this morning. <laughs> the peachiest. Mm-hmm. Oh, rest in peace. Long live Peach. Rest in Peach. Rest, rest in Peach. Why didn't mm-hmm. I say that? <laughs> Why did I miss that?
1: Uh, well, we can't really use that as as a title for anything because you know Peach in current media. Um, but uh, <laughs> any anyway,
0: one one, one yeah. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> resting in Peach has uh, got some connotation for sure.
1: Yeah. Millions of peaches, peaches for me.
0: Um. <clears throat> uh. So, what
1: is what is new in the world? Oh golly, let's see. Um. You know, uh, I'm a little thrown other, off. Other than this morning, I actually thought to myself, "Oh no, they fired Rex Tillerson."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which was not a thought I expected to have, but uh, but anyway, continue. <laughs>
0: uh, oh no, he says. Uh, yeah. I'm a little thrown off this morning because um i watched this video, but I'm still not sure sort of what what was going on. There's this uh young man named liam uh who is reviewing um I can't think of what the there's a i think it's like trap music I think is what it's supposed to be uh modern sort of repeat the word over and 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 over again with a beat in the background music. Um, stuff that my younger siblings like, uh, I think it's called trap music, but who knows what the kids are into these days. Trap music? Trap. Yeah. Trap. Um, and (laughs) this young man does a review of (laughs) a couple new songs and it's hilarious. Um, he's like, he, he goes, he's getting ready to review it and he's like, I got my mom's iPhone here. I got the uh, the clean version of the song so that people at my school don't get mad at me. <laughs> I've also got some melon juice and some chips in case things. Oh, and a spritzer, a water. He has a, a bottle of water that he's using to spritz himself with in case things get too fire. And it's it's just it's a lot, but it's hilarious and it's this. Uh, like I said, it's this young young man well like, young boy, so he has like this really high voice and he's reviewing these songs that usually have like curse words and things like that in them, and it's uh anyway, it's well worth your time, I'm telling you because it's it's ridiculous and confusing and hilarious all, all at once and um yeah so i'm 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 still sort of in uh Gucci gang mode this morning, um because but it's one of the.
1: What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a song uh, where the artist, if you can call them that, uh, repeats the word Gucci gang over and over and over and over again. Uh, so that's uh, music, apparently. Wow. <clears throat> uh, kids these days. That's the millennials what I'm saying. Say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the millennials are saying about the post-millennials now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they don't appreciate how good they had it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get uh, off my well manicured. Get, get uh, off my parents' lawn. <laughs> get off there. We go. That's brilliant. I was going to try to make some sort of like get out, get out of my avocado grove. But let's be real. How many of us own avocado groves? Uh, get 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 off my avocado. Singular. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you stuffed on my avocado, man. It was a tweet
1: I saw yesterday where there was half of a. Uh, uh an avocado just lying on the sidewalk and somebody taking a photo of it and they said, oh no, somebody lost half their house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We're so mean the I world. Know. Um let's talk about uh walking back on statements we make.
1: Oh oh are we?
0: Are we gonna do well, that? Are well, we we're...
1: are we qualified as as CEOs to do to do such a thing? <laughs>
0: Um, so we talked about how the MoviePass CEO was like, get this, y'all. This There's a super cool thing about this app where whenever we want to attract you after you've seen the movie, we'll totally do that. We go and see what you eat and what stuff you watch. And so we've got, like, all the information on all of our customers ever. And now, um, which this is an interesting thing because – The MoviePass CEO said they did this, said they did a bunch of location tracking uh, within the app, and then uh, shortly after, they released an app update that removed location tracking from the app, um, other than, I think, tied to like whenever you're at the theater.
1: Yeah, specifically, they had a permission for always uh, tracking, which they claimed they weren't using. And no and I don't know if somebody accidentally enabled it if you were an end user, you could check the box for such a such a thing, but supposedly they only use the other ones which are while using the app and uh uh what? what, what there like there are three different permission types right I
0: think there's just i think there's never while using the app and always yes, okay, so that's the third one It's never <laughs> uh and you can only pick two no you can only pick one um and now uh Mr Lowe has come out and said that no 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 I was I I misspoke. Uh I I I didn't know I didn't know what I was saying. Mm. He says I said something completely inaccurate as far as what we are doing. We only locate customers when they use the app. If you get in your car and drive five miles, we don't know where you are or where you are going. So after bragging about having a bunch (sighs) of information and then also releasing an update that removes the ability to have all that information and trying to walk back the statement then, now he's come out and said, nah, we never did that. I don't know what I was saying. I'm only CEO of the mother stinking company.
1: Yeah, no, I, which is what I find so comical. Like, this is, and it's not like, oh, this is some minor thing that they're thinking of. Like, this is their only product. <laughs> this is what they make. Uh, they They are coming up with ways to finance this product. Uh, as we talked about before, it's mostly venture capital uh that is bridging the gap uh because it they they are subsidizing ticket prices at at a uh really low rate uh, for monthly subscribers to be able to take advantage of it particularly if monthly subscribers go more often than zero times a month but uh the 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 weird thing is just that he has no understanding of the product and would go up in front of <laughs> people in an audience and say that they are doing this if it is not something that that they do uh and they went ahead and removed this thing they said they weren't using uh which raises questions about whether or not they were actually using it they were thinking of using it uh, according to other statements that came out um they were considering using this and they they had not implemented it the company had pretty quickly turned around and said that last week uh we, we mentioned that in the show but uh the just his continued Apology tour for this is somewhat hilarious. Uh, that it's a week later and he's he's still like, "Oh no, we didn't really mean to. I, I, I was just too excited." Um, there there was a, an apology that he actually emailed out to MoviePass users. Uh, friend of the show, uh, Dune Storp had uh, sent in his <laughs> screenshot of his MoviePass apology email, uh, and and it has a lovely lovely little thing from the guy. While speaking at a conference in Los Angeles through a mix of exuberance about our future and joking around, I mischaracterized how MoviePass locates our members and I need to fix that. It has raised a lot of concerns, and I understand why. <laughs> 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 yes. We're 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 tracking you and uh extracting financially valuable data. Uh well, I can oopsie. see
0: why you're upset yeah. about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um and uh they still do track some data about you that they share with third parties uh that they that they they do mention that in uh this variety article that i had linked to um where uh as far as the information movie shares with exhibitors and studios Lowe said that data is completely enough information shared with the partners uh we never reveal any information that will let them know who bought what uh so they do collect data on who's buying tickets for various things and stuff and sharing that data. And they claim that they're anonymizing it enough that you are not, uh, identifiable. Um, however, we've seen from other things where people are anonymized that the anonymization is not completely anonymous because they can usually figure out other points on the little spreadsheets, uh, that match up with other little points on other spreadsheets and they can figure out a profile for who you are. Um, that, that, and without having access to their data and any corroborating data and who they're selling their stuff to, I would have no way of knowing that. But anyway, it's just a lovely company and a <sighs> lovely financially viable company that people should totally fall in love with uh, for a variety of reasons, including I the CEO. Could,
0: I could understand if CEO of Ritz was like, yeah, we've got this fantastic jalapeno cheddar uh, uh, crispy chip. And it's just one of my favorites, and I'm so glad that we made it. And then he got off stage, and he walks up to the CTO, no, CMO, uh, and like he looks at the CMO. He's like, why did you have such wide eyes as I was talking about the jalapeno crispers? And the CMO was like, dude, we got rid of the jalapeno crispers like three months ago. And he's like, oh, I forgot that we did that. And then he has to walk back the fact that he loves the jalapeno crispers because they don't sell them anymore because they make like 50,000 different Ritz products. And that makes sense. But when your single product is an app that does, <laughs> does these things, you can't just talk out of the side of your mouth and like you, ha- you have to know your product or it, it, either, either he really is like a bad CEO And he doesn't know his product, or he does know his product, and they're trying to uh, repair the damage that they've done by him sharing this bit of information that he should not have shared. And it's sort of hard to uh, determine which is which. Um, But again, like, I can forgive if you've got 50,000 products. Same thing goes for, like, the CEO of uh, uh, the company that's behind, like, every single product you have in your bathroom. Like, oh, I can't think of the name of the company right now, but they own like every soap company yeah unilever yeah you you could be forgiven for not knowing that your body wash doesn't track you whenever you uh leave a movie
1: (laughs) i mean i don't know about
0: forgiven for that because it's like (laughs) science
1: but uh the but for the record just to to get this straight uh uh ritz uh has 11 different kinds of ritz crackers they have original ritz low sodium ritz reduced fat ritz whole wheat ritz honey Ritz, ritz uh roasted vegetable ritz bacon ritz garlic butter ritz honey butter ritz Hints a Hint of Salt Ritz, which are they, I think they should have called Hints, with a Z. And then uh, and Fresh Stacks.
0: Uh, again, they're jalapeno crispers. No more. Got rid of those. Yeah. They never had jalapeno crispers. Um, so, yeah. Okay, you got 11 products. I think I could still forgive you if if you... Uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. I, I would try to forgive you if you mentioned a product that had been canceled.
1: Uh, um, this guy does not need my forgiveness. I, 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 this I, is true. I, he ran this over himself true. with a bus, and uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go. Oh no, you poor guy! It's like, oh, you idiot!
0: <laughs> well, he, he ran over himself with that bus from the movie where they got to keep the bus going at a certain speed. <laughs>
1: Uh, only, only he staged the bust right in front of him first, and then.
0: <laughs> okay, right, right there, right yeah. there. Okay, now I'm gonna stand here and action.
1: <laughs> you guys have to go 55 miles per hour. Just go, just go. <sighs> Sigh. Anyway, uh, we should move on from him. Um, okay. Eventually, I expect his resignation to be turned in in a month or two. <sighs> Is um, you think so? Well, just because. If this really was his plan to monetize the company and they can't do it because he put his foot in his mouth uh, in such a public way, then uh, what would be the purpose of keeping him on um, other than him trying to come up with a new plan? And then if he does come up with a new plan, uh, he'd have to do it pretty fast before the investors who were happy with his old plan um, would be happy with it. Anyway, I just I just don't think he's long for this world if he's uh, so good at <laughs> his job
0: that's dark
1: no uh long for this ceo world um okay. but uh, not not i mean he'll be fine uh, i'm sure he'll be put in charge of some cracker company uh <laughs> but <laughs> the new ceo of ritz we should talk about somebody who uh doesn't really speak extemporaneously off the record and make any mistakes and that's eddie q um
0: that's because he doesn't speak at all if he can help it I mean, uh, to be perfectly
1: honest, a lot of people make fun of Eddie Q, myself included, uh, for things he says. But he rarely, if ever, goes off the record and says anything that
0: uh, gets anyone in trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. he doesn't, he, he tends to undershare uh, whenever he, like, he's he's not one to, to leak any information. <laughs> he's very, very good at being very guarded about what he says.
1: Yeah, um, but he still, in interviews, comes off as... uh uh natural i guess like yeah he's not yeah he's himself yeah it, it, which is as a uh, I, something i definitely could not do if you if you're like joe tell me about the the secret thing you're doing for somebody's birthday i would just be like uh, uh <laughs> um uh there's no secret I'm getting thing them
0: all flavors of ritz <laughs> for their birthday dang it dang it that was supposed to be a surprise uh,
1: sorry i was renaming Hint of salt, Ritz to hints, and I've <laughs> completely spoiled the surprise. But uh, yeah, with that EQ, he's, he, he does make his appearances at, at uh, festivals and conferences and interviews for things, um, when technically he doesn't really need to do that, um, but uh, he they, they certainly makes Apple's presence known in those spaces. Uh, so he was at South by Southwest uh, this year, South by Southwest 2018, in good old Austin, Texas. Uh, which, uh, judging by some other things that I've seen filter out of that conference, is just as crazy pants as usual. But uh, they, they have <laughs> him uh, speaking to uh, CNN's uh, Dylan Byers. Uh, and so Byers is asking him all the questions about uh, media-related things. Basically, all of the questions are about uh, how Apple sees itself in the media landscape, Uh these days especially considering that they have a music streaming service that they are selling and they have uh uh, news interests with apple news and they have uh the texture acquisition which happened uh and was basically kind of announced simultaneously at this event uh which is a magazine related thing and then they had uh q talk about some of the the apple tv uh over the over-the-top streaming stuff they still don't have a name for the product yet so uh i always struggle to come up with the name of it because you don't want to call it apple tv because that's there's the, there's so that's many things yeah. so many things that apple has with tv in the name at the moment but uh yeah in the there there were a couple of interesting moments uh that occurred uh, apparently apple has actually been working for over two years on finding the right people for uh the job for their TV service. So uh, if you compare that uh, to previous interviews that Q has had uh, where he said, oh, it just made sense for uh, sense for us to do it now. And like, no, they, he's been planning this for a while, apparently. Um, and uh, he spoke very highly of uh, the executives that they hired from Sony, um, which – a lot of people have also spoken very highly of, and he talks about the the number of people that they're expanding out and how he's much more interested uh, to build their own thing rather than uh, purchase uh, something that is already... Uh, at scale, I believe is, is what he refers to it as, like uh, Netflix or Disney, where it's something that's already large and in motion um, that would be uh, hard for them to put their own stamp on. You know, like when you're watching House Hunters and uh, the the couple's like, you know, I don't want to buy Move and Ready because I want to put my own spin on it. Because what if I don't like the granite countertops and I want quartz? Um, then then you have to you have to do that. Uh, so I, I think that's kind of the same situation. He wants to fixer-upper.
0: Yeah. yes he wants to love it not list it
1: oh Hillary's gonna be so disappointed but uh what's the other guy's name
0: Hillary? I don't I I don't know
1: oh I'm sorry oh I was I was so sad because you made you made a thing a reference. I, I
0: made it I made a good reference there but I didn't yeah. remember the name that, <laughs> and that means I'm a monster yes rawr <laughs>
1: So, uh were there any interesting tidbits you took out of here? I bet you're interested in the 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 Magazine Media stuff as a journalist person thing.
0: <laughs> wow, a journalist uh ish. Um I I think that it's interesting that Apple uh bought this this company. I had heard a lot about Texture from uh you know different people talking about it and asking, "Should I get a subscription to this thing?" Um it's it's a nice idea like there are a lot of magazines out there and a lot of people who work at magazines and a lot of people who uh have careers writing for magazines and with the way the world is going as we continue to go digital and sort of ditch a lot of print publications um it's nice that we're sort of trying to keep our uh keep keep a, a good place for for these magazines to exist because It's sort of like how, you know, far fewer people do the uh, get the DVD in the mail type thing from Netflix and just stream it online. Um, You know, at this point, the people I I, like, I I know people who still get magazines in the mail, but most of the time they just end up in a stack that eventually goes into the trash can and they don't read through the whole thing. So I think we're saving trees and we are uh, saving space which again goes back to our HGTV um, (laughs) discussion. And also uh, we are uh, giving people the opportunity to sort of pick among a bunch of different magazines. And I think that's a a cool idea. So um, all around, I think this is a a, like texture in and of itself is cool. Apple buying it, I don't know exactly what that's going to mean and how that's going to play into uh, the way that their whole service – Services list out works. Um, that was sort of services domain. I think it's probably a better way to put it. Um, I don't know how that's going to play into it. Like, is Apple News just going to have a new uh, subscription area where you can uh, buy different magazines or pay one? It'll be like Apple Music, but it'll be Apple News, and then you pay a monthly subscription and get access to a bunch of magazines and newspapers. Maybe um, it's a cool idea, and if Apple can uh, bring that to a bunch of people at once. I think that's a nice thing. So, uh all around I think this is a good thing for magazine publishers and um Apple and also news readers alike. Uh you have the opportunity to subscribe to these uh magazines and things like that and I have on occasion throughout the throughout time uh subscribed to digital magazines a couple here and there. And it's a, a pretty nice experience on an iPad um, to be able to go through the magazine. And then also, uh, unlike in an actual physical magazine where you can't hit the play button on a video, you can do that in a magazine that's uh, digital. So there are a few more opportunities for uh, interactivity that are kind of fun. Um, well,
1: I mean, that's if they do it right. I've had a lot of digital magazines where it's like... Just scan. Yeah. It's just like, this is an enormous image. Have fun.
0: <laughs> They took a photo of it with their phone and and, uh, put it into the magazine. Um, Yeah. that And I mean, even still, like if it's just a scan, then that is problematic. I think if it's, you know, just text and images where the text is like selectable and it's, you know, it's a full featured thing, that's okay. Um, But it is nice. Yeah. Whenever you can add to the fact that it's... uh, a digital thing so there's more opportunities for interactivity yeah um, i mean
1: because i think that was the initial promise of uh what they were trying to do um you look at uh what was it called uh when steve jobs stood on stage and he invited rupert murdoch out to talk about oh, like yeah
0: was it newsstand. the daily
1: or the weekly or whatever
0: well oh the the, oh, the service was newsstand i don't remember what the
1: like, there was a special uh digital magazine that they basically made to show off the 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 advantage of building something for newsstand um but it was something where it demoed well and died quickly uh and it 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 was just not a viable product that people were interested in um it it, uh uh, but it had a lot of the the features that uh you're describing you know links that you can you know go in and out of uh different parts of the article to other sources and video that's embedded uh other uh interactive elements uh very very early 90s multimedia um kind of ideas but uh on a uh more interesting and sophisticated level that you can interact with your fingers uh but uh yeah th- that was kind of an unrealized uh promise i think uh yeah from, it never
0: really from... became a, a reality and i think that a lot of third parties uh picked up the gauntlet and took up the gauntlet and did a good job of of creating um, digital magazines that that work. And frankly, Apple News itself, uh, in many of the publications, not all of them, some of them are just uh, essentially text and photos, but uh, many of them are sort of digital magazine-esque in terms of what Apple had promised in the very beginning whenever they announced that. Um, So it's already sort of existing, and I think this just opens up the opportunity for all those other digital magazines that maybe are currently distributing through third-party platforms um, to be part of the the, the ground, to get in on the ground level, so to speak. There's an interesting thing that he brought up in uh, the talk, where he says that two- to eight-minute video isn't where the world is going. Mm. Um, He says great storytelling takes longer. So a couple things there, I agree with him in the sense that if we're talking about um, shows, if we're talking about actual, you know, television shows, talk about Jessica Jones, I don't want two to eight minutes of Jessica Jones, um, you know, 30 times over. I I like, I like the way that those stories are told. Um, That said, I'm a really bad millennial when it comes to video. I hate video. I used to like the the irony of me working for a video news company before I worked uh where I do now is that I did not watch other than like whenever I've, obviously when I was producing them and making sure there weren't errors I did not watch the videos that we put out. I read the transcripts that came with that we wrote for the videos that we put out because I I don't have the patience to sit through a video. I'd rather just read the text, learn whatever it is that I want to learn and move on, which takes a lot less time than having to watch your fancy schmancy graphics buzz across the screen. I don't want to take the time to do that. Um, so most of the time, like on on Facebook, if I happen to be there, God forbid, uh, I will never click through to play a video. And I will. I will just read the captions that are there on the screen. And again, that that sort of goes against what I was just saying about waiting to take the time. But there's just something about video that uh, annoys me um, that, that I don't care for. Films are a different thing. Uh, television entertainment is a different thing. Or online, you know, video streaming entertainment is a different thing. But uh, I I agree with Q in the sense that. Um I don't think that 2 to 8 minute 2 to 8 minute videos are where the world's going but I think that that's I think I'm wrong in that. I think that well maybe I'm wrong in that. I don't know. I th- I just know that uh the post millennial generation seems to like all those YouTube videos and watch them uh pretty regularly and I have always felt like I was the outlier but maybe Eddie Q knows something that I don't or maybe Eddie Q is out of touch. <laughs> uh I'm curious to hear what you think on that subject, because it's just, I, I, this whole pivot to video thing, and we're seeing that that's not working. Um, but the pivot to video thing was never something that I understood because I could not be arsed to watch videos whenever there was, you know, whenever there were articles available. And anytime there was like a, a link on Twitter, it says breaking news, da 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 this happened and you click into it and all they have is a video and no transcript. It made me so angry. Like I don't want to watch your video. I don't want to sit through this two minute video when I could read this in twenty seconds. So yeah, what are what are your thoughts on uh, two to eight minute video not being where the world is going and sort of just video in general and YouTube and all that jazz?
1: what well, there was a lot that you said, uh, so I'll try to that I wanted to kind of break apart. Like two to eight minute video uh, is not a it's not a like genre specifically um it is just a sort of a format question and uh you can put different other things inside of that format it's sort of just
0: you know oh, what
1: wh- how um what you're deciding to cover uh can fit inside of there like there are videos that i've seen on like how to repair refrigerator doors for specific kinds of refrigerators. And it's very specific, but it is helpful to see a video uh, where uh, written steps might not be as uh, clear. Uh, or you can watch somebody tie a tie, which I've done because I don't know how to f- do it like ever um, on my own. Uh, the And there's also uh, other stuff where people can do the sort of video diary thing that they do where they talk about their day. Um, and uh that gets into some creepy hey exploitative
0: guys. S- yeah hey, it's, hey guys don't forget to like and subscribe
1: gets into some some creepy exploitative stuff about relationships um and uh uh what i think q is mainly getting at is that uh it's not where the world is going in terms of uh the, the largest number of subscribers for a particular thing so there is no singular YouTube person that has uh the kind of following uh that a large television show might have even on a uh, on a global scale um, it, it, like and when they've tried to translate uh a YouTube star's, Uh, audience from one medium to another like whenever uh a youtuber gets a regular television show uh that doesn't materialize in a way that works uh you can look at all the canceled shows like uh, grace helbig had a canceled i think two canceled shows now um uh hannah hart had a canceled travel thing that she was doing for food um there's uh there's other stuff where they they have not been able to to take something that seems very successful in one respect and translate that into uh, uh, something else. And there's also advertising. Um, The amount of money that a YouTuber makes off of something can seem high until you look at the advertising somebody can make off of a regular show uh, or the uh, subscription rates that someone is willing to pay for access to uh, more premium, longer content. And the people who are paying for premium, longer content don't want to pay for tiny, tiny uh, consumable content. Um, And I think that's, uh, you know, like the YouTube Red, where people are signing up uh, for the purpose of watching YouTube Red exclusive things. Mm. That doesn't seem to be the primary use case. It mainly seems to be to get rid of ads on their refrigerator videos that they're watching um, and maybe to get access to music. Uh, like, that that seems to be the primary motivator for YouTube. And I can't remember exactly what the source for that was. I think it was some Recode thing I was reading where basi- basically uh, YouTube Red has not been able to bridge... The gap uh, into having exclusive short form content, uh, in the way that I think YouTube and Google had wanted, um, and uh, I I think that EDQ is right in that way. I don't think two to eight minute minute video is going to go away by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think people just haven't uh, figured out a way to uh, turn it into something that makes a lot of money um, for uh, all of the people involved at a scale that is uh, uh, equivalent to what people are making off of uh, other forms of longer format uh, video subscription or uh, uh, even off of ad-supported material that's longer format. Because you can put more ads in a longer format thing than you can put into an 8-minute video. Um, Although you can watch some extremely frustrating 8-minute videos that try to put in uh, like two ads (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, and it just it, I, I, I can't I can't endure it uh, like you there's a uh, what is it uh, there's a cooking show I think it was binging with Babbage where they had a, a pre-roll ad and then during the segment uh, at the very end he talks about Squarespace uh, in inside of the program for another oh added placement um, and uh, I've seen that with other people uh, doing things where they they have their own uh Add money that they're trying to generate off of having something they're saying inside the episode, and they also have monetization that they're getting from YouTube on top of it. Uh, and that these people can make a living is is not necessarily a sign of the format being as financially successful as other formats. So, I, I, I don't uh, poo-poo anyone that likes two- to eight-minute videos, and I uh, fully acknowledge that they are a thing. I just... Uh, I, I do agree with Q that it it's not necessarily an area where I think Apple needs to enter. Uh, YouTube also gets themselves into s- s- uh, sticky situations where uh, advertisers can be scared of putting stuff on uh, a platform with user-generated content uh, mm. if the user-generated content is a trash fire. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, look no further and than... If the uh,
0: people are trash fires. <laughs>
1: yeah, look no further than the Paul Brothers or... Uh, NRA TV videos or uh, the the Alex Jones stuff. Like, be, it, advertisers are like, you know, we don't want to be associated with that. We don't want to have, like, Coca-Cola uh, associated with that stuff. So we're not going to put our stuff there. Uh, and that's a problem for YouTube um, in, a, in a different way. Uh, so, uh, and, there's, and there's no way to make, um, no financially viable way to make uh, large... Uh, to make a video that is two to eight minutes long for your web platform that anyone wants to watch uh, through the studio system because that's what happened in the mid-2000s when they tried to make webisodes a thing remember webisodes Mm mm-hmm basically be like we have uh the stars of the like the the second tier um characters on the show available uh for a couple hours so we're gonna shoot this thing with them for half a day uh we can use the set but we don't have any lighting crew and we'll just get (laughs) through it real fast then we'll edit it uh with uh with opening and closing titles and we're done um and then people will tune in and watch that with an ad online and you can ask nbc how that turned out um but uh
0: that, uh, to be fair, I liked all of the Office episodes, webisodes. Oh God, it's just so
1: cheesy! Like I tried watching yeah. the Thirty Rock ones; I could not do that. And Battlestar Galactica tried to have webisodes happen. What?
0: What can you do on that? Were they, were they serious? Yeah. Well, it,
1: it, what would happen is it was like, uh, remember Geta the 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 the. Like the 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 guy who basically did like some console tech stuff on the the bridge of the ship. Um, uh, no, I
0: never I never really watched the show.
1: Yeah. Oh well. Uh, it's a it's a good show. Bad ending. Good show. Uh, and they they had uh, this this you know third string character basically as the big name, and then they had a bunch of like really economical Canadian actors. Uh, <laughs> and they would have scenes that basically took place inside of tents uh, that were supposed to be on the. Planet surface that was being occupied by Cylons, and so they couldn't afford to have any of the actual like CG Cylons or any of that stuff. Uh, it was it was all very thrifty, um, and uh, it, it really felt super cheap. But it did cost them money to make it. It's not like they didn't spend any money. Um, they certainly spent more than your YouTube star is going to make. So that the real genius of YouTube video is like, we can make something that people are more willing to watch than that um, with, uh, less money involved in making it. Um, is so that, that is how you're able to turn a profit on YouTube, um, is that you're not, you're not, you don't have the overhead of something like that and you can still make something interesting, uh, in a different way than, than those sort of narrative failures, uh, that, that couldn't be realized on uh, a budget that made any sense. <sighs> webisodes. Yeah. Maybe we should have webisodes.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, we definitely should. They'll just be little segments uh, after the fact about I don't know referencing things that we bring up in the show. I don't even know. Uh. Uh, or maybe that's where we do like cooking with Joe and shower eating with Micah. <laughs>
1: only, only we can't afford us, so it would be oh like oh my god, <laughs> it would be people talking about us.
0: <laughs> yes, like I or or uh, cardboard cutouts. <laughs> and we just do vo like at some point later except we can't afford to do it with our good microphones so it's just like recorded on um on the iphone or something yeah uh that'd be actually i kind of want to i kind of want to do that just as a, f- a funny one-off thing now because i think that's hilarious or we can ask uh, a listener to okay you're gonna be no. you're gonna be micah <laughs> and uh here's here's the episode that you'll do um anyway uh they he also talked about Rihanna, but I don't ever want Eddie Q talking about Rihanna. I wish no. that he would just keep his keep her name out of his mouth. Um, so he he was like, I, "I'm a huge fan of her songs. I don't think she's a Warrior fan. Warriors fan. Which the problem with that is it does not, um, it does not then debunk the fact that he may have been talking to her whenever he was telling someone to sit down. Um, so I like if I was at a queue, I would say not what he said, because <laughs> it's like, I don't think she's a Warriors fan, which means like, okay, so maybe you were upset with uh, what she was saying or what she was doing. And you did want her to stop doing that. And so the whole photo of you uh, looking like you were telling her to sit down, but maybe you were telling your daughter to sit down. Who knows now? It may have been actually you telling her to sit down. I don't know. I think he he did that wrong. Um and again, I just don't want Q to talk about Rihanna ever, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, he he said something nice sort of uh where he he plugged her 2 million streams on Apple Music. So, you know. Yeah. I you know, mean,
0: it, that that's benefiting him uh almost directly, so
1: It would be best not to uh bring it up at all. Um mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh so <clears throat> that 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 that's a thing. Oh, what a Q. Uh, what I found especially interesting at the end of this, uh, was that buyers had asked about new pro- new products that don't perform well. Um, and gave, uh, our, our dear friend, the, the home pod as an example. And what? Q, yeah, Q says Apple is very happy with HomePod so far, not the HomePod, pod, it's home pod, very happy with HomePod so far and gives a pitch for it. We don't build a hundred products. We put all our energy behind a few things. Q says Apple can't do great at the scale of 100 products. So he put all of his energy behind a few things, including the
0: HomePod. All of it. And that's why he knows that uh, the HomePod doesn't track you when you leave the movies.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I I will wait for Tim to confirm that, but... uh... (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it, I I found that to be an interesting statement. Um, just because it doesn't... Uh, even if you're a fan of the HomePod, it doesn't seem like they put all of their energy behind no. the HomePod. Um,
0: yeah. No, especially, like, not yet. Um, I, I think we talked about on the show that while, like, it's still sort of an early adopter phase and there could be more later. Although, while we're on the, the topic of HomePod... Oh, my God, that FKA Twigs video is so, so, I I, I found it to be so, so good. Um, I have a question. Okay. What is an FKA Twigs video? Oh, no. Uh, well, let me send you a link here um, so that you can watch it while I uh, wax ecstatic about it. Um, so here we go looking for it now uh there's an advertisement out a new advertisement uh for the home pod but it is vi- like the home pod shows up or home pod just HomePod pod <laughs> shows up in the video like twice um most of the time it's just uh fk twigs is uh wait is a- this the
1: spike a- jones video yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. see if you said that
0: then that would but, that's, but it's FKA Twigs dancing in the video. So like I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh no. She's wonderful. So okay. here's the thing. This is this is similar to when uh, they have those artists who do um who who make like beeps and boops behind uh brilliant and beautiful uh, vocalists. And then the song credit goes to the beeps and boopser instead of the person who has brilliant vocalists. So, like, everything that Zed has ever made, everything that uh, the dude with the uh, Mickey Mouse head thingy has it, ever DJ made. DJ Mouse? Yes, sure. Um, all of those, I th- that always, like, gets on my nerves because those songs would not be as popular if it was just the beeps and boops and not the vocalist who's adding substance to the song um so here sure this is welcome home by spike jones but fka twigs is dancing her little heart out uh it sort of reminds me of um dancing on my own by robin the way that uh robin dances in that song where it's just i'm just feeling the music and i'm just doing my thing I have and a go ahead I don't say who's Robin. Who's Robin? <laughs> oh no, Joe! You're breaking my heart today. Uh no, oh man, you don't know Robin. I figured if anybody, you'd know Robin.
1: Like um, I know of a Robin involved with Batman. Several Robins. There was there okay.
0: was. Okay. Hardy har har. Yeah. Um. So anyway, th- th- this is a very fun um music video, and they but they they bought they had a uh paper company um make a bunch of the uh like print out and create a bunch of the um the the paper that ends up showing up in this in this music video so uh at one point so it's sort it's sort of interesting as she as the music gets started she like does this move that's supposed to sort of like sp- she, like, spreads her hands, and then the wall, like, spreads apart. And uh, they did a bunch of – and this is this is not a slight to CG, CGI by me saying this. They did a bunch of practical stuff in this music video, oh, um, which I found interesting. Um, Now, that's not to say that a lot of it is corrected with with the help of VFX artists. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I find it fascinating that they decided to print out uh, papers because there's one part where she's just like completely in this area of space um, surrounded by a bunch of of strips of paper all around the wall. And uh, she's dancing on this uh, dance floor. And anyway, point is. I really, really love to dance, but I don't think that I'm like, I don't think that I'm some, you know, particularly dimmy dance god or anything like that. I don't think like I'm the best dancer, but I really like to dance and sort of lose myself in it. And in this music video, that's what she's doing. And the same thing in the Robin dancing on my own music video that Joe somehow hasn't seen or know about. I, Um, I, I,
1: I clicked on the thing you just sent me and, I, you know, sort of
0: scrubbed through. After the Uh, ad played. Well, yes, yes. Once the ad got out of the way, uh, which if you had YouTube red, no. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I really appreciated this music video for that because I love to sort of lose myself in a song. And I've been listening to the song now and it sounds very good on HomePod. Um, So all that is to say, I think this was a really good advertisement. And it was one that I, I typically, I do not like to share ads. I don't like to like, because I don't want to give the impression that I'm sort of shilling a product. So I typically don't sell ads. But because the HomePod only shows up a couple times in this, I felt less skeezy about it. Still didn't feel great about it. But I felt less skeezy about it It was like, you've got to see this video. And all, I like I I purposely mentioned and And also the HomePod only shows up twice in it, which is kind of nice. Um, so it's mostly just about like watching this performance. And I don't even think it necessarily sells the HomePod very well. Uh, uh,
1: the, so I'm, I'm just going to, you said, you said a great ad. It's not a great ad. It doesn't that, sell. Yeah, the, that's, it that's doesn't true. sell the HomePod. No,
0: it, it, but great it, it video is, is what I should have said. Yeah.
1: It's visually very interesting. It just, uh, and, and they are going to, what they are trying to do is, uh, to, to evoke a mood and have you associate that mood with the product. Um, uh, I, I don't find it successful at the associating with the product part uh, I am anecdotally not as any more interested in uh, buying the product now that I've seen the video nor as anyone else I've seen uh, who have seen the video but everyone is impressed by the skill that went into making the video so uh, that's that's nice uh, I, I just I, I don't find it to be uh, relevant to the, the home pod universe of uh please buy me uh ad lines
0: yes that that's a very good point
1: um uh, and it is certainly it is certainly better than the other advertisements for the home pod which have just been <laughs> text that vibrates and says home pod um because those were
0: very bad
1: oh god i mean i don't even understand that it's just like well what does it do uh music okay uh it's it's actually a
0: wall display that uh, it's a music visualizer that you hang on your wall. You know what I think they
1: should do with the Apple TV is when you're playing music on it, they should actually have the old school iTunes visualizer. Uh,
0: I would like a visualizer because yeah. I yeah I usually just put it back onto the aerial display aerial wallpapers, um, and it'd be nice to have a, a visualizer in the place, or or just like. Sorry, com- I had to sneeze.
1: Or combine the visualizer with the the aerial screensaver. Whoa! Um, and, and sort of
0: like the the Siri, um, the Siri bubble at the bottom, but it's just sort of like overlaid on top of the aerial. Yeah, or,
1: or like procedurally generate cities and terrain um, based on the <laughs> music that you're listening to.
0: Okay, now that would be awesome. Yeah, but then they'd have to put a they'd have to put a big old fan in it.
1: Yeah, or or you could even have it make this this music video where there's a little uh, character dancing <laughs> around and like uh, uh, scan
0: it, in your AR, uh, your A your AR and emoji. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, oh man, it could you could you could upload a, a panorama of your living room and then it could uh, map that onto Geo and then stretch out all the stuff as the song plays.
0: Yes, there's so many could. options that have there not are been lots taken. Lots of options that, yeah. for some reason, they've not done for the this Apple TV yet.
1: Low-hanging fruit,
0: um, but uh, <laughs> is it is it low? it low-hanging? <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> um, I, last thing I want to say about this music video is, uh, or this little quote-unquote advertisement is, I think that it uh, it's a like these are this a better thing for people who already have a HomePod because Apple, of course, is going to try to get songs that are particularly well suited to the sound quality uh slash what is the sound design i guess I, I can't think there's a term for it the whatever like the particular tuning of the homepod is um the the eq of the homepod and this song does sound like i've i guess like I said i've listened to it several times because it sounds very very good on the homepod um so again, it's almost better for people who already have one because they can, you know, listen to certain songs that are particularly well suited to it. But um, I like the the music video dealy. Um, I think that it was a lot of fun. I love FK Twigs, and uh, yeah, it was a, an interesting little thing that they put out there. But you're so right; they have yet to make an advertisement that makes any sense um, for actually selling HomePods. Well,
1: I, and I think that's mainly the HomePods fault. Uh, if it were more advertisable, <laughs> then I think it would be in a better position. Um,
0: Here is a tater tot that plays music.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds, sounds delicious.
0: Uh, now I want a tater tot. <laughs> Do not eat this tater tot that plays <laughs> music. It will give you indigestion.
1: I'm so sad that they, they don't... <sighs> Well, you know, I bet you can probably make How some. How after-
0: sad are you? Uh,
1: well, you can probably make some aftermarket, uh, like stretchy, uh, nylon covers for the outside of the the HomePod, and you can make it look like a teardrop. Um, that'd be nice.
0: I so this is it's interesting. Uh, one of my colleagues, Lori Gill, uh, she's been on on Clockwise before. Um, is she hasn't had a chance to yet, but uh, like since day one, uh, she bought HomePod. Koozie or cozy or whatever it is the thing that you put around like a beer uh she bought that url and she wants to make like a little knitted um sweaters almost for the home pod so you can add sort of a custom look to your home pod um especially the people i don't know if you've seen this online but people have been sharing photos of their white ones and apparently they've got grubby oh i almost said the a word i've got to quit trying to curse on the show uh <laughs> grubby fingers and are fondling their HomePods and getting them all dirty. I knew from day one that I was going to get the black one for that reason, because I I trust myself to not have grubby fingers, but I don't trust anybody else in the world um, who might come to visit. And when they walk in the house, I'm like showing them this device, I don't trust them not to want to touch it. And so it's just like, let's just deal with all of the potential awkwardness right away by making making sure I don't even have to worry about saying like, oh yeah, you know how you're eating applesauce with your fingers right now? Can you maybe not touch this $300-some speaker uh, after that? Because you might get your applesauce sausages all over this. Um, so anyway, my point is... There are people who are now dealing with the aftermath and asking me uh and my colleague Renee how to clean their home pods. And the reason they're asking me is because I did a uh, I have a really popular article about cleaning your air or your uh, ear pods? Um wait, what is what's the one AirPods, right? Those are the wireless ones. Yes. I can't remember anymore. There's so <laughs> many pods. AirPods, ear pods. Uh I have an article out the, about that. And so they're like, "Uh, do you know how to clean a HomePod? What do I do for that? Um, So that's out there as well. And um, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with this. Oh, uh, so people, I would imagine, might want to put a little protective coating of some sort on their HomePods, as long as it's acoustically transparent, as Apple puts it. Yeah, I...
1: I think this is a flaw in the design that I had mentioned previously, is that it does not come off and it cannot be replaced and it is cloth. Um, So you are going to get it dirty no matter what. Even your black one is going to collect dust over time. Uh, And I'll be very interested to see what the tips and tricks are for removing dust from inside of the little edges and things uh, in the netting of it. Uh, Because it's hard to take dust off of uh, a surface that isn't flat. Um, and, uh, has some stretchiness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Stretchy. Yeah. So, uh, that concludes our broadcast day. Uh, and, uh, I, well, thank you again for being here. Uh, of
0: course. As, I,
1: as usual for the last few episodes, we haven't talked about our breakfast, uh, at the start of the show. So, uh, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you now.
0: Okay. What, did you what have? have I had for breakfast? <laughs> um, I have only had a granola bar this morning, um, but I am planning on having some spaghetti uh, after we are finished with the show. I have always held, um, you can probably go back through my Twitter for many years, that spaghetti makes a fantastic breakfast. Um I believe that because so because it has uh, a good amount of starch, because it has vitamin C, because it has um, the flavorful qualities of tomato, and for many people who eat meat, it also has a nice uh, heaping helping of protein, and also because I feel that it rewarms quite well. It makes for a uh, delicious breakfast item, and so I will... On occasion, when I have made spaghetti, have spaghetti for breakfast.
1: Okay, uh, I didn't have spaghetti. Uh, I had I had a, a spinach and cheese croissant from uh, croissant. Yeah, from La Colombe uh, uh, coffee place. So did, did that.
0: Nice mm-hmm. croissant. I, uh, I I think that's uh, good. Uh, so I I'm, I had to look back and. Uh, It goes all the way back to 2012. Um, 2012 is the uh, earliest time that I tweeted about spaghetti making a fine breakfast. I cannot believe I've been on Twitter for so long. That's really weird.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, by now, you'd think it would have just failed statistically, but... Uh, statistically
0: speaking, <laughs> this shouldn't even be around anymore. Uh,
1: it's so impressive how it's still here. But uh, that, that, uh, with that, I will bid you adieu and uh, let you enjoy your, your spaghetti uh, <laughs> with your sauce. Uh, I assume tomato sauce, since you've talked about tomato and vitamin C so much. Um, uh, and uh, uh, knock yourself out. Uh, don't forget your, your Parmesan cheese on
0: parmigiano. Top? Yeah. uh yeah i don't have any cheese Why? and well see when you're lactose intolerant then you have to like also take a pill whenever you eat things like cheese <sighs> but and that doesn't make for a good breakfast because you don't want to start your day with an upset stomach
1: but uh if you if you get real parmesan real par- parmigiano reggiano not the uh not the craft little shaky thing um the, the that that uh because it's a hard cheese uh most of the lactose has has turned into not lactose anymore really yeah like hard cheeses and goat cheese uh la- lactose uh, people it's fine ish usually unless you have some sort of incredible level of sensitivity um but uh, soft cheeses uh other than goat cheese uh typically have a lot of Uh, uh, lactose in it because it's usually a younger cheese that hasn't had time for the the bacteria to turn it into the other stuff hmm isn't that fun fun fact Yeah. so invest in some parmigiano reggiano uh, and uh, it's expensive but it's worth it because it's delicious Uh, and get one of those little uh, microplanes the little wood rasp things you know yeah one of those
0: I do actually okay
1: yeah, because that that is good for grating things. Uh, so you don't have to get a, like a box grater, and you get this big chunky grated stuff. And do not ever buy pre shredded cheese because they put uh, plant cellulose in between all the things to keep it from uh, sticking together, and then that also prevents it from melting properly.
0: <gasps> really? So in every bag, there's in every bag of cheese, there's plant cellulose mm-hmm. dusted between the the individual little bits of cheese.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what keeps uh, the cheese from melting together, basically.
0: Holy cow! Yeah. yeah, that's that. You there, you go, folks. You learned it here first, maybe. I'm.
1: Uh, I have uh, cheese facts for everyone. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> a
0: regular segment, cheese facts with uh,
1: Joe. Yeah, I don't know if I have enough for a regular segment, <laughs> but
0: <laughs> a semi regular segment, cheese facts with Joe. Uh, Joe's cheese facts. Mm-hmm. Joe Rosen cheese
1: uh, well i i know that i can definitely be cheesy on a regular basis
0: all right uh... often we both are
1: <laughs> bye
0: bye <laughs>